Times like these are tough for all of us, and sticking together is more important than ever. One of the ways we can do that is supporting local businesses. So let's take a second to talk about one of Okeechobee's favorite small businesses, Squishy OKC. Squishy provides custom apparel and graphic design work. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, you name it. Their custom artwork is super fun and totes adorbs. Here's an impression of me seeing Squishy OKC stuff for the first time. Oh my gosh, look how cute it is! <clears throat> If this is something you're interested in, follow at SquishyOKC on Instagram. SquishyOKC! Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartlands entertainment industry on a COVID special. This is kind of a, a mini episode as kind of an addendum to our conversation with Mr. Ed Scoach on our last episode. We were talking about production insurance for films kind of in general. Well, uh, since we talked to Ed last, Ed, I think we <laughs> talked back in what, February? Yes. And since February, the world exploded. And now here we are in a post-COVID world where we're having to do temperature checks on set every day. We're having to, we can, you know, I, there's all sorts of different things that have changed. I have shaved my beard down to a glorious porn mustache to accommodate wearing a mask all day because it gets super hot. Tell you what, wearing a mask for 12 hours for five days a week sucks. I believe it. So put in perspective, downstairs when we recorded that was Amy Klobuchar at the theater. That's right. right. She was on a campaign tour. Oh That's how gosh. long ago it was. Wow. And it's crazy how within that matter of time, the world has changed uh, mm -hmm. pretty substantially, I would say. I was talking to my brother about how this, the whole pandemic situation in a way has kind of dwarfed the 9-11 event as far as scope and scale. Um, there's just massive changes happening all around um, just in the way that we do things, especially in the world of film. I've been on a, a film set now for five days. Um, uh, the first feature <laughs> that I've gotten to work on in over three months. And I mean, wow, it's, it's a world of difference. To kind of give the audience a, an idea of what film sets are looking like at this point, and we're still kind of getting in the, in the feel of things. We're still feeling out procedures and all that. We are wearing masks for the entirety of the day, unless you step off set and then you can get a breath of fresh air. We are now eating lunches out of uh, food trucks only, having custom boxes handed to us as opposed to we used to have kind of a buffet style. So the communal eating is now gone. Um, I basically end up eating my lunch in my car every day so that I can socially distance. When we are on set, we, are, we try to social distance as much as possible. So there's all these new, new convoluted ways that in, in some ways complicate the process of filmmaking. In other ways, they really don't. I'm actually surprised that life on set is, is as easy as it is. Um, but I wanted to talk to Ed to kind of, to kind of catch us up um, before we specifically talk about the adaptation to COVID. Let's take a step back and, rem and just recap where we were as far as production insurance goes right before this whole thing started. So right before, you know, if I was going, if I was going to have a production, 
I would come to Ed and I would say, I need some production insurance for my movie. And that process would involve what? So presumably you have the information we would need in order to find a quote. So a smaller budget film, you know, let's say below a million dollars in budget, it's super straightforward. You need to tell me whether or not you're going to have stunts. And I think we talked pretty extensively about yeah. stunts last time. <laughs> yeah, we did. Animals are stunts. <laughs> um, Cats are the stunts. Automobile, all this kind of stuff. So we, you need to have that in mind. You need to have your dates pretty well set. You know, they can, they can change, uh, but pretty well set. Uh, you're going to need to have uh, a synopsis. You don't necessarily have to have the full script for a small film. Mm. You know, just a synopsis will do for most of your small budget films. You need to know what equipment you want covered that you own. So owned equipment. You need to know how much equipment you're going to rent roughly. Um, you know, you can usually add that in the future. So if you come to me with saying, yeah, we're going to rent $50,000 worth of equipment. Okay. We can get you a quote on that. If you need to double it or triple it or quadruple it, we can do that during the policy shoot. You can't do it afterwards, but that should be self-evident. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, um, I had a several thousands more dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, that's exactly the role, <laughs> the disappearing Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. Race, right? <laughs> um, we, you know, you have, obviously you have to have the LLC set up. We talked about that last time. Uh, if you're going to do it that way, um, you've got to determine what coverages you want. You know, do you want a policy for liability? Do you want a policy for the equipment that I just mentioned? Do you want a workers' compensation? Do you want automobiles covered that, that you rent? So you just have to have an idea of all those things. But that literally the amount of information there that we're talking about is, you know, a couple pages of an application. Right. It's really easy for the small films. Super easy. We can often bind the same day, get you the policy in hand. You know, as long as you get us the information, you know, we can we can roll it out. Yeah. If it if you just need liability, let's say you're just gonna do a person with a camera on the corner tomorrow tomorrow, 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, don't call me. You can actually <laughs> go to our website and you can buy coverage by the hour for that. Oh, wow. So that's the that's super, perfect. super straightforward, general liability only, you know, you can get that. Um, you should also know who you need to get certificates of insurance for. We talked about that before. Yeah. So line up the names full addresses and, and who they are, you know, is it a location? Is it a rental company, et cetera, et cetera. Is it a city government entity? You know, all those things just line them up ahead of time. And the, on the small budget films, very quick, the larger films, let's say, for example, everything above a million dollars in budget, you know, you're going to have to have your days out of days. You're going to have to have the full script. Um, in order to get cast coverage, you're going to need the names of the cast and some resumes for them. Um, for any size film, you should have ready a description of any of the stunts, uh, how many scenes, how many actors, details about it, and a stunt coordinator should have that ready. 
uh, definitely for the bigger ones because they're, they're going to scrutinize the resume or the bio at least mm. of the stunt person. Um, I feel what like else they should be missing? doing that on the small sets too. <laughs> yeah, they don't always ask, but, but yeah. to have it ready is, is super helpful. And if you lead with it, you know, look, we've got a stunt coordinator, boom, you know, you're, you're more likely to get the coverage and it might even be cheaper. So, so that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah. And so now we have the COVID situation happen. And we touched a little bit on, uh, I love the term, the force majeure. It's so, yeah. so fancy sounding, kind of epic sounding. Um, Ed, remind the audience what exactly a force majeure is. So what I tried to point out last time, maybe inartfully, we didn't actually use the words force majeure, but the idea is that there's something unforeseen act of God is what we had said last time. Something that prevents you from, it's really a term of contract between two parties. It's something that prevents you from doing, you know, from finishing the contract. So you and I contract to, you know, construct a building and it turns out that, you know, my suppliers of this particular glass that, you wanted in your building they were wiped out in a hurricane or whatever mm. and i cannot get that glass anymore it's that kind of a thing it's something that breaks the possibility of completing the contract as it was written and it was something that the parties did not contemplate so mm. it's really just limited to contracts between parties now insurance is a contract between you and your insurance company but there's really no such thing in the policy per se that covers acts of God or force majeure, except you're going to say, isn't a hailstorm or windstorm or a fire an act of God? Yeah. But those things are listed in the policy. They're somewhat you know, predictable. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a cause of loss in the policy. Right. It doesn't say it says fire, you know, yeah. vandalism, riot, um, <laughs> windstorm, hail, and those are listed as causes of loss in the policy. It doesn't say, and any other act of God that you can think of. It is a, usually a specific reason for the loss. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. <clears throat> so, 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 so if so you're shooting in Oklahoma is, and a meteor <laughs> comes <laughs> and destroys the, <laughs> the entire set, that would be considered <laughs> force majeure. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't see that one would coming. Get, you know, okay. Would we get coverage for that? You know, I'm going to have to take a, I'm going to have to take a pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> Answering that. Right. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. <Good> question. <laughs> and you know what I would say is, I would say, read the policy. Um, right. But and good, this is where you having point. your attorney comes in hand. Now, uh, am, yes. I, am I calling that right? Yes. You're, you're going to turn me into an insurance expert by the end of this, Ed. I, man, I hope so. And then you're going <laughs> to proselytize for me all over. So here's the thing about COVID. It, it was, in fact, more foreseen by the insurance industry because we had SARS. Mm. So there are a lot of policies out there that had virus exclusions on them because it was contemplated by the insurance carriers, you know, back in 2003. So those exclusions started to appear. Every policy is different, but for the most part, there was, there's not that flexibility in most policies. And look, where are you gonna get it? When it comes, pull it back to film. 
the whole idea of force majeure or act of God or whatever preventing the film finishing, it really has to do with the extra expense, which is a specific coverage under film policies. It's like business interruption coverage under a property policy for a business. Mm. But it's got very specific uh, triggers, as we'd say in the insurance industry, <laughs> yeah. um, to, for that coverage to apply. And usually it's physical damage. So, yeah, the meteor hits the building that you're filming in. That would be physical destruction of the building. Yeah, sure, it's an act of God, but it's actually a covered Oh yeah, under the policy. Yeah, okay. So it's not the meteor that's causing the coverage; it's the destruction of the building that you're shooting in. You know, you're shooting in the the theater downstairs from your from your studio there, and that is wiped out by a meteor. It's not like you'd read the policy and say, "Oh, meteor! I don't see meteor coverage in here." It's (laughs) the building was wiped out. The building, yeah. We can't go into the building. (laughs) There was physical destruction of that property. Right. So that's really what the trigger of that prop of that coverage is for that extra expense. Now we have to go out, we have to look for another theater that's got the same characteristics to finish the shoot. Interesting. That's extra expense coverage in a so, nutshell. So then how do you tackle a situation like this pandemic where not only do we have the pandemic, but then you had the government locking everything down and shutting productions down due to states. I was on, um, I was in the middle of a movie. We had five days left when we got shut down because of the Oklahoma state of emergency that was declared. Um, so where does insurance come into all that? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it was one that we were working on, you know, (laughs) um, it happened. It did happen for sure. It, it's a very policy specific thing. Um, some of the carriers actually had, you know, specific virus exclusions that, that dealt with that. Some did not. But for the most part, um, in, unless there was some physical damage, there, there wasn't much room there. You know, mm. it's a virus. It's one, right. thing to, it's one thing to have to clean up a location. So let's say you know, perhaps you could see an idea where, you know, having to clean scrub down from a virus might be something that physically impacted the location where you were shooting. Um, But that's a pretty narrow, we're talking about pretty narrow situations there, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Now there are other, there are other small coverages, once again, totally policy dependent. You know, there's a civil, there's some of civil authority coverage under some policies um, there's imminent peril policies. I'm using air quotes here that you can't see. <laughs> um, but all of those are pretty limited. And it's, you know, preventing access to the premises because of civil authority saying you can't go into the premises. But once again, usually requiring some kind of physical damage someplace else. Right. So then a production so, just <clears throat> being shut down by the government, is that is that covered under insurance or is that just based on the policies that you get based on the policy? It's going to be a policy by policy determination. That's the rule of determining coverage. It's always, you take the facts as presented, not hypothetical, not hypotheticals, but 
facts as presented mm, compared yeah. to the policy language and make a determination of coverage. So wow. you could have the exact same fact scenario, two different policies, and end up with different results. Wow. So for <sighs> the productions that, that got shut down that say that they didn't have um, the type of policy that would cover the, the COVID situation that we had, what happens to those productions? Well, the thing is, we should remember that unless it's um, a really small budget thing, which wouldn't have those coverages anyway, mm. like that extra expense, they probably doesn't have those coverages anyway. Right. So if you're buying your 60-day, 30-day, one-day policy, it, it, you're just going to buy another policy probably, mm. you know, once you get up and ready to shoot again. Right. Um, it was this cheap. time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was relatively cheap, relatively inexpensive. I know it seems like a lot of money for the size of the budget, some of the budgets out there, but it is relatively cheap coverage yeah. overall. Well, and, and, and now, as we know, you just never know. Like, true. Who, who could have possibly predicted the whole true. world shutting down? True. Now, on the bigger, the bigger films most of those policies are written on an annual basis anyway. They're for mm. a specific project, but kind of by default, they're written on a year basis. Okay. So you can come back, you know, the clock is ticking obviously, because you can come back and shoot generally. Right. You, know, you go back to the underwriters, you say, look, you know, we're going to go back and shoot. Here are the new, here's the new schedule. You know, here's what's going to happen, blah, blah, mm. blah. Okay. So it's not over. Right. You know? There's still the, like, you're still going to gear back up and, and finish production. You, you can, sure. hopefully. I really yeah. hope that these, I hope that these films get back up and are able to get the talent back out there. You know, obviously there's people working really hard in this state mm -hmm. everywhere to try to get these back up. And it's, they're really trying. Yeah. Well, and and I hope I'm all, hope the best for everybody. Right. And for the listeners, we're, we're going to be, um, in, the, in the upcoming weeks, we're really going to start focusing a lot more on um, all of these changes. We're going to try to have a conversation with SAG and the local 484 IATSE union because everybody is still figuring all this out. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma is a right-to-work state, so <clears throat> you know productions are able to move forward without having necessarily the, the official support of SAG or IATSE. Um, but I, I, that's why we're trying to arm you all with the knowledge so that you can at least move forward in, in your work, um, feeling prepared uh, so that if you do see red flags, you're going to recognize them as red flags. So um, for a production who, that's gearing up right now, yeah. um, now we are in a post-COVID world, um, there's a lot of productions that were having a hard time getting back up and running because of the fact that they could not get the production insurance. So therefore, all the rental houses, they couldn't get their COIs, you know, all the crew, they couldn't get their COIs. So it all kind of trickles downhill. So for a production that's trying to get into gear now, how does that process work um, accommodating for COVID? So, you know, we, we, would, we were able to get quotes all through this. So, uh, you know, it was available. The difference now is that some of the carriers have pulled back. You know, this is, once again, it's moving target. So we're speaking mm -hmm. now 
on the 1st of June. And right. as of, you know, today or whatever, um, there are a couple, couple carriers that have picked up their pencils and are not writing new business. Mm-hmm. But there are others that are actively quoting in this space, actively binding policies. Um, so it, it, it did not stop. The production stopped, but the insurance did not completely stop. Okay. What is different now is there's not much. The, the premiums have come up. Um, I would say anywhere from 20, 50%. That's, you know, just a super, super, super rough, um, you know, yeah. idea. And well, that makes carriers. sense because the production costs in general have also gone up because, because of all the new um, kind of security protocols that we have in place. It just takes more time and it's, um, there's just more people that you need and more um, resources that you need to be able to, to get the job done. Yeah. And there's four larger films. There's one other or two other related, very big changes. Basically, no one is doing essential cast coverage right now. And what does that mean, essential cast coverage? So uh, I think we talked about this kind of offline last time. And, And so there's, if you do a production where you have a star that you're putting in, you're doing a rom-com and you're using um, a star in your rom-com. Cast cover will pay extra if that star is injured, sick, dies, mm. and, and you need to replace that star. Oh, Essential wow. cast coverage is basically you know, I'm speaking in broad terms here, you know, somebody could find fault with what I'm saying, but in broad brush strokes, essential cast coverage is when the star is irreplaceable. Mm. You know, this is an Eddie Murphy movie and we've got Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy breaks his leg and mm. we can't shoot or, or worse, you know? Right. Uh, so essential cast, that person is indispensable and cast cover means it's going to take some time to replace like for like, but if it's oh, okay. a rom-com, you know, you've got a host of, um, you've got a host of people that could basically fill a rom-com role just fine. If you swap right. out the star, it might not have the same star pull, but you're still going to bring an A-lister or a B-lister Interesting. into that role. But yeah. It's going to take you some time to recruit them. That's cast coverage. Okay. Essential so cast coverage means that essential cast member. Right. And so that's the, one of the elements that's changed kind of in a so, post-COVID world? Yeah. So we can get okay. cast coverage. It used to be easier to get. Now it's hard to get. Very hard to get. Yeah. Um, and what, why we, is it so hard to it. get? It's, I think that the world has changed so much when it comes to risks that people weren't expecting that mm. there's just a lot of worry on the part of the industry. You know, do we, this is where we're sticking our neck out the most perhaps. Right. Um, so let's, we, we can't, it's harder to quantify this risk. So they get sheepish about it. 
and pull okay. back. Yeah, because that's been kind of the situation. I know because SAG is still kind of finalizing their their new stuff. So that's been, I've been hearing from other productions that that's kind of been the case of like working it out with SAG and then not being able to work it out with SAG. And so they end up having to go with a, a non-SAG actor or make the, um, have the SAG, the SAG actor sign the agreement that they're not going to be union for that particular film. Okay. Yeah. And that stuff is not going to play into the insurance. That's not mm-hmm. going to matter. Okay. But the essential, you know, you want to do an Eddie Murphy film, you're probably not going to get you're I don't know anybody that's going to give you coverage for Eddie Murphy for an Eddie Murphy film. Hmm. <laughs> really? If you got a comedy. Yeah. If you got a comedy, um, and you can replace the stars, then you can probably get cast cover for the replace the cost of replacing the stars, but not the named individual. You're not going to be able to get that person covered. Right. Wow. That's interesting. Well, yeah, because I guess you can't replace Eddie Murphy with a clone Eddie Murphy. Right. There is no replacement for Eddie Murphy. Right. (laughs) There was only one Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I like Eddie Murphy? (laughs) I do too. (laughs) But but take take the the rom-com thing. You know, you might have, I don't know, pick somebody. Um, You know, who's a a hot actor now? Uh, Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yes. You replace him with another one of the Chris's, right? Isn't that how they... Yeah, yeah, you just replace them with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And- so, so you might it might take you some time to get one of the other, the other Chris's to come in, and that time, that downtime, that would be you know cast coverage would. That's what it's designed to do. Take okay. up that cost of winding down in order to get somebody else in that fits that billing. Right. Different from essential cast coverage. So cast coverage. We can get it. Essential okay. cast coverage, we can't get it. Nobody can. Nobody can get essential cast Nobody coverage. Nobody can get it. Wow. Is that, is there going to Call me, call the show if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and scream at Brian. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, we, we, yeah, that just has been a complete no no. And getting the, just the cast coverage has been more difficult out in the COVID, COVID world. Right. Um, whereas we used to be able to get perhaps, you know, the 10 top cast members kind of, you know, just give me the list. Yeah. We'll that, them. Now it is one by one individually underwritten. Wow. So does that mean that you have to buy an individual policy for no, each? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They get endorsed. Once I see. They're approved. They're approved. They're endorsed. Just like yeah. with stunts. You know, you endorse it on to the policy. We're covering this you. stunt. I got you. So that is the big change. Wow. Yeah, because that's been, that's the one thing that I, um, I'm very curious about the movie that I was working on that got shut down. Our, our number one, our lead actress, she's in her 70s. So she's extremely high risk. And yeah, I'm, I'm very curious as to how they're going to go about finishing out that project. We only had five days left. And um, how are we going to do that? Um, you in a dress with that <laughs> CG technology to age right. you. We'll Not de-aging, the, yeah. but aging. We'll, we'll, they'll do a deep fake for the, for the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know what the answer is to that. Wow. So are there any other changes beyond the, the cast coverage? 
to it, it's, gaining production it, insurance? Not really. You know, did, did what I said right. the pricing. You know, you have to be right. aware of the pricing. Premiums um, have, have gone up. Premiums have gone up. Not across the board, but in general, mm-hmm. you got to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um, some carriers are still sitting out, still sitting on the fence. Some are actively quoting. Uh, but once again, we're talking about, you know, half a dozen carriers that ever did this stuff. Right. So wow. when, when you start having one or two sitting it out or three sitting it out, it, it does make a difference. Wow. That's now, crazy. On the small films, it's always been the same couple of players and that's it. And they've been quoting nonstop. You know, it just hasn't made a difference. So uh, technically, I, even in the midst of the COVID pandemic and quarantine and all that, if somebody wanted to shoot their short film or their super low budget film, they could have. Mm-hmm. Wow. You want to shoot it? Uh, just you know, not we wisely. Have, <laughs> we, we have one going up. I mean, it was a piece of cake. Uh, it's tomorrow. It's on Zoom. So everybody's, oh, okay. you know, there's, everybody's isolated. Everybody's calling from oh, their wow. bunker. Huh. <laughs> so that's that, really interesting. You know, that so that kind of no explains problem. how they were able to do like during the quarantine, you were not seeing new, um, new single cam content being created, obviously because productions weren't able to, to make it happen. But you did see stuff like the, the Parks and Rec special where they were doing basically Zoom and the SNL episodes where they were doing, um, you know, stuff in their own individual apartments and how in homes and stuff. So that, that's interesting. That makes sense. So that kind of stuff would have been able to get covered. You know, I can't tell you, I can't tell you why people weren't doing it other than I, you know, that the, you know, maybe the, the unions, obviously the, the, you know, we were told that some of the stoppages were just due to the, the studio saying Mm. you will stop. Right. Um, so we had that, but, but if you wanted to shoot something, you know, with two people, a married couple or something living in the same house together two months ago, I think it was the general shock, almost like you said, the nine 11 type of shock that people just weren't doing it. Right. I, 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 maybe, maybe you could tell me better than, than I know. No, I think you're absolutely right. Like everybody, this was totally new ground for all of us, you know, like, with within Okishosha, we've been discussing where we move forward with shooting sketches and stuff. And so we have been writing Zoom content with the, with the intention of, of creating it via Zoom for that very reason, just because we don't, this is all new ground. Like we don't yeah. really, we're still trying to figure it all out. And, and, I, and I'm sure we will, obviously we, we will, ever, the whole industry is going to figure it out, um, but it's just going to take time. So, but it's, it's interesting because in the meantime, you know, um, people are still looking for content. And, and look, it might've been, it might've been that combination of shock. It might've been a, you know, obviously for the bigger film, for bigger films, sorry, we know why those were stopped, but on the smaller ones, mm. you, you know, there's, I don't see a reason why they stopped other than that, you know, the shock to the system, yeah. maybe funding, you know, we had, you know, there was hoarding. We have to yeah. remember that. Yeah, that's um, true. You couldn't buy toilet paper a couple months ago. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, why you get a bidet. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. So I'll build my own bidet, yeah. but I'm not funding your film. <laughs> right. Bidets have been have selling nice like hotcakes. <laughs> um, so what so, can we see in the future? Um, 
as far as production insurance goes, like, what do you, what do you, you know, take out your crystal ball and, you know, prophesy for us what we're going to see in the future as far as production insurance goes after this pandemic, if it ever, if it, you know, if we ever find a, um, whatever it's called, an antidote, <laughs> using I, my I, action movie I, terminology. I don't think, I think these, provided the carriers that used to do film don't take it on the chin in other lines of business because of COVID. Like, let's say they did a lot of event cancellation. You know, the, I guess you'd have to look at their balance sheets to determine that, you know, yeah. is, is, you know, XYZ insurance company, international insurance company, did they do a ton of events cancellation like Wimbledon mm, and then yeah. pay out enormous loss on that because it was canceled because of COVID. Once they write themselves, they're going to be back writing this stuff. If that, if that's not the case, if they didn't, you know, they just don't kind of pull out of this entirely. They're going to be back writing this just simply with COVID exclusions and Got it. pandemic exclusions. And yeah. it will be just like it always was. Right. I don't think the prices will go back down again. Um, you know, to the extent that they wrote other lines of business that might get hit, you know, people are saying directors and officers insurance. There's a whole host of other coverages in addition to the event cancellation that might be impacted by this in right. terms of claims. <clears throat> Once they finish licking their wounds, you know, um, to, to be supportive of the insurance industry, you know, look, we, we need them to be financially solvent. It is not a bad thing for insurance companies to make a profit on underwriting because that means they're going to stay around. Um, right. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. Just like with restaurants. We want the restaurant to make profit. Right. So once they get back to that, they have been making profits over the past couple of years. So I think generally the industry you know, will weather this. There's a lot of money in it. And yeah. they'll be back writing it just like always. Well, and, but and, and with those like, exclusions. And it's just kind of a, a reiteration of the point that you you need to get insurance for your project for your own safety and for the safety of your crew and your crew's equipment and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, if you weren't getting, um, you know, a policy that would cover an outbreak on your set before <clears throat> you, you should have been, because if there's one thing that I've learned about uh, working on a set, it's, is that it's, it previously was an absolute hotbed for any kind of sickness. Like if one person got the flu, everybody got the flu. If one person got a cold, everybody got a cold. I don't know. I'm sure, I, I, I hope, I pray to God that that changes with the new security policies that we have in place with people wearing masks and social distancing. I don't know how long the social distancing is really going to be able to last just because of the mechanisms of how filmmaking works. But, you know, having, a, having an onset medic that is trained, that is not just your cousin that didn't have anything to do that day is super, super important for the safety of your crew and your cast. And so um, just take care of your crew. <laughs> just, take, yeah, just take care of your definitely. people. Like it's just so darn important. And it might because be down wanna, the road that, go on, go on. I was just going to say like, we want to be able to 
tell stories. We want to be able to pursue our dreams, but we want to do it safely. And we want to be able to get back home to our families and provide for them and not feel like we are um, compromising ourselves or them. Here, here. So I'm, I'm excited for the future with all of this. Um, I'm excited to see how everything adapts. And, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said. Uh, it's not every day that you get to witness um, an entire industry change. <laughs> so, you know, to the audience, to the listeners that are intimidated by all this, don't be. Um, think of it as a challenge to overcome. I, I, I think that, that because you can't change it, you just have to overcome it. And you have to, you know, you have to adapt and you have to um, use your creative skills to figure it out. So on that note, I wanted to touch a little bit on, um, we were talking off air about a couple of things that we didn't get to touch on uh, during our main episode. And I wanted to really, um, I, w- I just want to cover the bases because this is such an interesting topic to me. And for me personally, I just feel like it's super, super important. And if we want to get productions up and running again, you know, this is, this is a really big deal. So let's kind of touch on um, some stuff that we didn't get to touch on last time. First being, uh, we are talking about volunteers and um, how they are included in the insurance coverage. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So one of the things that I kind of maybe glossed over last time was that on the smaller films, we generally have people saying, oh, you know, I want, I want to get insurance because I need to cover my volunteers. And they think they need to get general liability policies for, to cover their volunteers. But remember what I said last time, I listed the kind of three basic, four basic types of insurance. Let's repeat them right here. Workers' compensation, general liability, equipment coverage, and then maybe the E&O. Um, for general liability, that's meant to cover you, your firm, against claims for bodily injury or property damage from third parties. Volunteers, employees are not third parties. Full stop. So interesting. You can't, you cannot get a general liability policy to, to cover in the event that your volunteers are injured. That's what you're buying workers' compensation for, basically. So then workers' compensation will cover the volunteers. General liability will not. True, on the, uh, true with, a, with some caveats on the first, definitely true on the second. Okay. Because basically they're not considered, volunteers are working for you. Mm. you know, so they're considered like an, ins- they're an insured. So if your volunteer, take, think of it this way. They have if their own individual insurance is what you're saying. Is that, is no, that no, no. I'm reading you right? No. Oh, okay. So you get, your, you get your, your equipment carried out of the van, down the street, and the volunteer drops the mic boom through the glass window. And the person comes out there waving their fist. They're going to be covered under your policy, your general liability policy, mm. because they were doing this for you. Okay. That guy waving his fist is the third party. That's his window. The volunteer was carrying your kit down the street, causing injury to a third party. That's general liability. 
Okay. So they're in the, they're in the, the zone of trust. <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So that's I'm... why they're, that's why injuries to them are not covered under the general liability policy. Okay. Just philosophically and by, so by that's the exclusions. <clears throat> so that's something for filmmakers that use volunteers to consider whenever they rely on volunteer workers is that there, there might be a, um, uh, oh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Oh, there might be a, um, am I thinking compromise? Okay. Help me out here, Ed. <laughs> compromise? Buy, how about this yeah. one? Buy workers' compensation insurance. <laughs> Boom. Boom. There you go. Done. There's the pitch. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing. Um, so that's, in, that's kind of an important hook. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. What else did we not touch on that you so, think would be really important to, to talk about before we... I, I really wanted to get a little bit more deep into the property coverage. So I called it equipment coverage last time. It is really property insurance. It's really covering the property of the filmmaker or the film gotcha. entity, filmmaking entity. So when we say property insurance, as opposed to liability insurance, we're talking about property of the filmmaker, okay? Gotcha. It is often called inland marine coverage. Like land, uh, marine cover on land. Inland marine. Oh, interesting. Think cargo. Okay. It is equipment that's carried around. It's not equipment that stays in the office. It's equipment that moves location to location to location to location. Right. So this stationary mic, would not be what we're talking about. What we're it talking is, about is the, is the boom mic that I take on set. Precisely. Boom. So you, if you bought your business insurance, bought some business insurance and it covered, this is why you cannot, as a filmmaker, don't buy a regular business owner's policy because it's not going to cover, in general, it's not going to cover your equipment carried onto the set. Right. It's, uh, the so a business policy is just going to cover what's within your brick and mortar. Is that right? Think furniture. Gotcha. Think desktop PC. <clears throat> Think boom mic attached to the desk. Yeah. That's what those business policies are meant to cover. That kind of equipment. Yes. It's, okay. yes, it's business equipment. Yes. It's property, but it's not movable property. So okay. that's why you really need to get a, a film kind of specific policy for inland marine insurance. Gotcha. And what happens is, is if you buy that regular policy, you know, you go, you know, decide that you're going to shop around and go on the internet and buy yourself a really cheap policy. Well, it probably only covers that property within a hundred feet of the business address or a thousand feet or whatever it is. Yeah. It's going to be some limit in feet. It'll say right on the policy. It'll say <laughs> on premises or within a hundred feet. Yeah. And if you care anything carried beyond that, we're going to drop the limits to 2000 bucks, 2000 bucks. Gotcha. So you buy this policy, you go, oh, I got a hundred thousand dollars of equipment coverage for cheap. I got it online. So proud of myself. <laughs> look at the look, look at the wording because the moment it leaves the property, leaves your office essentially. Mm. Now you get $2,500 coverage. That thing, that red camera that you have stolen, 
Man. You get your check for 2500 bucks, and you'll be licking the wounds. Wow. Man. So, so that's, that's a- why you need specific film-specific insurance. You need to make sure that you're getting the right coverage. This is why, what did I say before at the beginning when I, we got on the phone together tonight? I just said, oh, probably well. don't want to be shopping for the, just the cheapest insurance. The market is super limited for actual film insurance. Mm. Find a broker that you like. We're all going to go to the same carriers. Nobody's going to get a better deal than any other party. Right. Um, we're all so gonna, you're not going to, you're not going to be dealing with an insurance broker. That's going to like try to highball you or something like that. It's just going to be the no. same across the board. Yeah. No, not if they're ethical. I mean, you're probably not going to want to go to your, the guy that you buy homeowners from because he's not going to know where to go for film insurance. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go know where to go for inland marine coverage. You really should go to somebody that knows what they're doing. Now policies are everything. The wording on the policies is everything. Man, that's a great word. Soapbox. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, again, it's like, this is important stuff. And, you know, we want to, um, we want to arm our filmmakers with the knowledge to be successful in their careers and in their, in pursuing their dreams. So this is all great stuff. Ed, thank you so much for um, coming back on and, and um, just kind of updating all the information that I, I, this is all really, really great, really important. I know I keep saying that, but it's something I really feel passionate about. And um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you very much. Anytime. Well, before we let you go, where can we, uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you, you know this already, but where can we find you? <laughs> I was just talking to the audience, not you, Ed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> where can the audience find you uh, and Altgate Insurance to pursue these policies that we were just talking about? So our main website is oldgateins.com, A-L-D-G-A-T-E-I-N-S.com. But we have an Oklahoma-specific film website where there's a fact that talks about some of the stuff that we talked last time and some of the stuff that we've talked about here. It's got a way of 24-7 getting that quick general liability coverage. And that is Oklahoma-film.com. Oklahoma-film.com. Awesome. <laughs> That's Oklahoma-film.com. <laughs> Well, fantastic, Ed. Thank you and so much look, for coming call on the show. Que- call, call us with questions. You know, we're happy to quote this stuff for people. We really want this, this industry to take off here. And we, we're behind you guys. And we want to be as helpful as possible. Whether you use us or any other broker, um, just please make sure you're doing things the right way. Make us all proud. And be there safe. You go. I love it. Well, and if you liked what you just heard and you'd like to hear more, be sure to check us out at okishowshow.com. You can also visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you would like to get involved yourself, you can visit us at patreon.com slash okishowshow. We have all sorts of rewards and all sorts of different tiers. We love you guys. Take care of yourselves and stay safe out there. And we'll see you guys next week. The Yoki Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okishowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.